It's Wednesday, September 25th, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, today I am privileged to be surrounded by two dear friends, Derek and Heather Thomas. And Derek and Heather and Ashley and I have been friends for many years and actually got to be in a small group together and share life together. Our kids are good friends, and so our families are so connected. Uh, But Derek and Heather have walked the journey of adoption and are actually even now walking the journey of planting a church and have had so many different journeys along their way of of opportunities to see the Lord stretch their faith and opportunities to see the Lord stretch them. And and I just love the way that this family, when being stretched, always exalts the Lord. And I've seen so many people uh, be used by this family. And, And even recently, you know, it seems like we run into each other everywhere and we run into each other at a popsicle stand here in Birmingham, uh, Steel City Pops. And your little girl, Grace, was actually used to open up a gospel conversation mm-hmm. with some Asian Asians who had just moved to Birmingham, were not believers. And so adoption even has opened up avenues for the gospel for them. And so they're going to get to share their story and a little bit about Grace at our upcoming dinner on October 23rd, share the story. And so we are excited about that night. And if you are not already gotten a ticket or coming to that event, we hope that you will come to that event. But we just wanted to preview one of those stories that we're going to get to tell. And so Derek and Heather, talk a little bit about the call to adoption. Why adoption for your family and just some of the unique perspectives even going into adoption from your family and your makeup well thank you Herbie for that introduction and it's a privilege and a joy for us to be here with you today and we're just thankful for the part that you and Ashley your family and lifeline as a whole has played in this adoption journey for us from the beginning from pre-adoption post-adoption everywhere in between we're so thankful for for the ways that God has used you to help make this happen. Um, The calling for us was so clear from God in just speaking to our hearts about about being a part of orphan care through adoption specifically for us. And so the more we wrestled with His grace in our life, the more we wrestled with and just grew an appreciation for the fact that he rescued us and redeemed us and saved us and adopted us, the more that just began to compel us to consider prayerfully about getting a child. And so the Lord led us to little Grace in China. Her name at the time was Mao Zheng Chang. Mao, of course, after the communist dictator and Zheng Chang after the goddess of the moon. And so from the beginning, we decided that we were going to change her name, of course, to Victoria Grace Thomas. Victory, uh, because of honestly the victory of God in our life through Jesus, through the gospel, and his grace that brought that all about. So I would say, Herbie, in answer to your question, it's God's grace and the power of the gospel in our own lives that prompted us to, to adopt grace into our family. Anything you'd add to that, Heather, of how God called us to adopt? Well, I had a strong desire to adopt as even a young teenager before 
um, coming to faith in Christ. I just had a desire to do it, knew it was a good thing, and I loved children. And uh, fast forward, I became a Christian. Several years later, met Derek, and um, in some of our premarital premarital counseling sessions, we're discussing children, and the topic of adoption came up. And it wouldn't have been a deal breaker for me by any means, but it was very important to me. And so when it came up and Derek and I started discussing it, it was not even a question. Like he was just like, yeah, absolutely. We'll definitely, I definitely want to adopt one day. And so we went into our marriage knowing that that was something that God had called us to. And we were waiting, we were always open, you know, at any season of our life and marriage to do it. And um, we're just waiting on God's timing. And so I remember um, it coming up daily, Mm -hmm. sometimes even a couple of times a day for probably a year, year and a half. And there was such a longing in my heart, like a weightiness. Um, And I was waiting on Derek to say, yes, do it. And so one day we were shopping as a family in Publix. And I remember where we were standing on the frozen food aisle. And Derek was looking on Lifeline's website. And he was looking at um, some pictures of children from the Maoming Orphanage because uh, Lifeline had recently developed a partnership with them. And Derek looked at me and he said, it was on a Sunday, and he said, I want you to go tomorrow and I want you to get the application. Um, It's time. And as soon as he said it, I mean, I was just like, yes, now is the time that we've been waiting for. And so we did. And I didn't consider using any other agencies because we've known Herbie and Ashley for so long and know that this is a place of ministry. And um, so came the next day and began our journey to find grace. And I'll just add to that, that 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 never would have happened in my life. Just to talk about my own life before Christ coming to know him at 19, I was the epitome of a selfish, just sinful, self-absorbed, a young man, and so I know, even a little different than Heather's story, that I would have never taken those steps if it was not for for Christ, and if it was not for a godly wife uh, in Heather that was already a wonderful uh, mother to our children that we had, which were we had three already at that time through birth, and so her willingness to shoulder even more responsibility in the home to care for even more children was a gift to me in that way. So thankful for her too. Well, I know one of the things we've always talked about is to, when you enter into that adoption journey, you don't ever consider that it's going to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You just think about, hey, we're stepping out. We're going to care for this child from a hard place. And the Lord's just going to open the floodgates and it's going to be the primrose path. And then you get on that path. And so, Heather, you were actually in Washington when you even get a call to say, hey, we found out some information about grace. And talk a little bit about just that challenge, because I know that challenge has become really a part of, of your story and a part of Grace's story. So talk a little bit about that call and the unexpected nature. Okay. So, yes, we were um, on a trip in Washington, D.C., and got a call from our social worker here at Lifeline and said she had received an email from the orphanage director and she wanted to let us know that there was some mental uh, cognitive issues with grace grace was one and a half at the time and she wanted us to know that she was delayed compared to delayed orphanage kids Um, that there was definitely something wrong there 
And so um, I asked our social worker to have you, Herbie, mm -hmm. call me so we could discuss it because you had been there mm -hmm. and you had seen Grace and you had spent time with her and held her and sent us pictures of you holding her. And so I remember you calling me, talking with me for about 30 minutes and telling me um, everything you observed mm -hmm. about Grace. And in our hearts, um, we never wavered. You know, it, I guess it, it, it kind of sounded like she may be autistic, you know, from the information that we were getting. Um, but we knew that God had called us to her. And just like with their own children, mm -hmm. you know, when they're born, you can't pick and choose, mm -hmm. you know, if they have certain health problems or lesser, you know, health problems than others or whatever. You, you accept them, you take them, you love them, and you parent them. And so we had decided um, there was no changing. We were moving forward, and we just wanted to get her all the more. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, going into adoption, I did not think it was going to be hard at all because, you know, you look at these cute little pictures of your child and it's, you know, your heart's just so full of longing and love and tears because you have to wait and, and all that. But I, I failed to realize at the time that Satan hates children. He hates families. He hates adoption. And there is spiritual warfare involved with adoption, um, when you're on the front lines of caring for the fatherless, it's not easy, but Derek and I have discussed many, many times over the years that there's nothing worth having that's easy. Mm -hmm. It's always going to come with a price tag. And I will say that um, what I personally have learned about God as Father and relating to Him as my Father when I didn't ask for him to love me. I don't deserve for him to love me, you know, and he, this relentless pursuit of my heart mm. um, and giving me everything I need and more. And so, you know, seeing that in grace that she's just this broken little girl over in China who's been abandoned and has n nothing and no one to love her and how God um, and his spirit sent us there to get her to bring her home, to give her a name that glorifies and honors him and to raise her for his glory. Now, hear me say there are ups and downs to it. Some days are easier than others and some days are harder, but I can with 100% say that it has been worth it. God has blessed us beyond measure and to see her grow and thrive has been it's just been amazing. I got an email from her teacher the other day. She was writing a, uh, her little writing prompt. She's in first grade now. She's seven. And the writing prompt was, when I grow up, I want to be. <laughs> and <laughs> the picture said, she put, when I grow up, I want to be a Proverbs 31 woman. <laughs> and she drew a picture <laughs> of herself. And it just, we just threw our head back in laughter because she's just so... That's and I, she means it, you know. She her daddy's taught her so many catechism questions and Bible verses, and um, just to see her speak those back and memorize those and know, she knows that those are good things. Um, it's just it's a blessing to see her start to ask more questions and um, and grow in her cognitive abilities. It's been slow, but she's getting a lot of help, and she's a blessing to our family and to those around us. And that is something that I love being around Grace because while there may be special things about her we also see how god and his grace knit her together for his great purposes yeah. and uses her abundantly for the proclamation of his gospel and so mm -hmm. derek you've mm -hmm. been so intentional and one of the things is while 
cognitively she may have some delays, she's got a memory mm. that <laughs> can rival any. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, names, she loves names. She attaches to people's names, but yeah. she's also attached to God's word. She is. And so talk about just how you've helped her store God's word in her heart. Yeah. Well, we want to share more about this at the banquet. So thanks, Herbie, for inviting us to be there and just to put on display God's grace in Grace's life Mm -hmm. and the power of the gospel and the power of the word and how it's taken root in her heart and how God is already using her five years later after the adoption at seven to impact the nations. And so a couple things I would say just before I get there, part of the reason why Grace would answer a question like that is because she literally does see a Proverbs 31 woman every day in her own mother. Mm. And so, yes, she can be taught the word and taught sound doctrine through catechisms and other means, but to see that on display in the woman that's welcomed her as a mother is is what will mark her life forever. And then I've got two pictures here in front of me to help me answer this question, Herbie. One of them is of you <laughs> with Grace prior to us getting her in the orphanage that, that she stayed in for the first almost two years of her life. And she's she's grabbing your lip here in this picture. And um, I don't know what all's going on, but it just made me, again, so thankful for <laughs> For what you have done mm-hmm. for Grace, for us, and for so many orphans around the world. Absolutely. And um, and then this other picture that I have is of her passport. It's her Chinese passport. And on the inside, there's a picture of her. Uh, and it's a picture of her crying. And to me, it's a picture of some of what Heather was talking about. Um, it's a picture of her suffering mm-hmm. and her pain prior to adoption. And... And so we knew to some degree, I think I did, I knew to some degree that entering into uh, her life would be costly. I mean, it cost a lot of money. (laughs) And by the way, the reason why we were able to do that is because of God's people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not everyone's called to adopt in particular, but we're all as Christians called to care for orphans. And we saw that through our faith family, through our church and and family members who contributed financially so that we could, as an entire family, go there to pick Grace up and enter into her suffering and and seek to, by God's power, bring about alleviation physically, but even more than that, spiritually. And us wanting Grace to know Christ and to know His goodness. And so to bring her home and now see her, you know, one of the things we'll talk about at the banquet Herbie is, you know, we love having college students into our home and we love the nations being able to come into our home. We know that God loves the world and we want our lives individually and our family to reflect his love for the world. And so the world is welcome in our home. And so we we bring students in and, and there was one occasion in which, you know, we had, you know, young people from the Middle East and China and Latin America, all Central America, South America, Mexico, I mean, Russia, kids from all over the world, United States, of course. And I had Grace come up and do what she does best, and that is um, preach the word, honestly. And, you know, as a little young lady, share the gospel. Uh, and you'll hear more about it at the banquet. But, um, And so she did, and the Lord used her in a significant, powerful way that I don't want to go into now, but um, but we'll talk about more at the banquet. Yeah, and I 
you know, Grace's life, even like we started with that family, the Asian family from Still City Pops that night, mm -hmm. Grace has such an infectious desire to get to know people and get to know their <laughs> names. Mm. Um, and that opens up so many gospel conversations. But the other just way that, that I don't even know if you all appreciate that she's been used and your family has been used is every time I've gone back to her orphanage, her nanny, who's still there, ask mm -hmm. about her. Mm -hmm. um, I show her a picture of your family, a current picture of your family, mm -hmm. and she's asked me every single time, tell me again why they loved her so much. Mm -hmm. And it's able just to, through a translator, to share the gospel with this lady who loved her mm -hmm. um, while she was there. And so not every child in China has the gift that Grace and so many of these others to be in that particular facility with those women loved on them so much. Uh, and so uh, there's a picture of your family when you picked her up on their bulletin board that they look mm -hmm. at and they see where these children are. But it's such an awesome thing to know that it's struggle, it's hard, mm -hmm. but God does use those struggles for his great purposes. Yeah. And, and I know uh, even just as we close, you know, your family is, is akin to difficulty becoming a blessing. And so mm -hmm. now, you know, the Lord has taken you full cycle from Church of Burke Kills, we're in small group, and Derek, you're on staff, to Gadsden to mm -hmm. plant churches and be a part of churches, and now back to Birmingham yeah. to plant a multicultural, multi-ethnic church. So talk yeah. a little bit about that and how even adoption has played a role into mm -hmm. this church plant. Yeah, so God just personally, clearly called us to start Tapestry Church in Hoover, Alabama. And tapestry, as you might know, is a woven garment, a woven cloth. And you know, the backside, Herbie, of a tapestry is oftentimes tattered and frayed, mm. much like our lives and much like Grace's story mm. in particular. But the front side, when in the hands of a great designer, is beautiful. It's multicolored, multifaceted. Mm. And we know that God is weaving together a tapestry mm. by His grace and for His glory. And He is moving all human history towards integrated worship mm. with people from every tribe and tongue and nation and integrated community and integrated life in the new heavens and the new earth. And so that's what Jesus taught us to pray for now. God, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So we believe that even as he did in the first century with the church at Antioch, mm. that God is raising up churches where the leadership is a reflection of the diversity of the area in which it is. Mm. And from the leadership all the way down to the preschool and everywhere in between. And so tapestry is a prayer and a desire to see God do just that. And he is already, we're three weeks in and we see his kindness and his mercy. And we wanna see not only tapestry thrive as a church, we want to see other churches like Tapestry uh, to be planted and to thrive and grow into the future in Birmingham and beyond. Mm. And the beautiful thing is our family got to be there on launch Sunday is mm. to see how many adopted families were there as well mm -hmm. who had adopted children from every tribe, tongue, and nation mm -hmm. and are, are just thirsty to have their children around people that yeah. look different. Mm -hmm. and. Uh, are from different cultures. And just to, to see the worship team and the beautiful tapestry yeah. that's on the worship team and, and, and everything you said, it, it is beautiful. And it reminds us 
that adoption, especially when we when we go and we're adopting kids that aren't from our same biography or same zip code, mm-hmm. is a beautiful example of what God does through the gospel mm-hmm. of bringing us together as a tapestry. So I, I just want to tell you, there, there's so much more uh, that, that Derek and Heather could share. And some of this, they won't actually even be able to share at the banquet, but we'll get more into uh, really looking at some of what the way that God has built grace and used her. And so... As Paul Harvey would say, come to the banquet to hear the rest of the story. And so again, the the dinner event is October 23rd. That's a Tuesday night. The doors will open at 5.30 p.m. The program will begin at 6.30. Uh, It's at the Sheraton at the Birmingham BJCC. So the Sheraton at BJCC, again, Tuesday, October 23rd. Share the story infinitely more. And if you want to get engaged with that as a listener of the Defender Podcast, if you will go right now to lifelinechild.org backslash share the story so that's lifelinechild.org backslash share the story and you will put in the code defend d-e-f-e-n-d you will actually be able to get tickets for 100 each, so 100 each ticket, so 25 off the ticket price for being a listener of the Defender Podcast. And you can come and hear stories like the Thomases and other stories like those of how the Lord is using adoption, is using uh, our care for orphans in a way to make the gospel known to the nations. And that's our heart, is that we will be able to see the gospel go forth through families that have entered into adoption, through families that have entered into foster care, but ultimately these children will one day be emissaries of light to potentially go back to their home countries to to potentially go back to their neighborhoods to be able to share the hope of the gospel or be used in such a way that people will be drawn towards the beautiful gospel and grace of the lord jesus christ so join us again uh, tuesday october 23rd at the sheraton at the bjcc here in birmingham alabama doors will open at 5 30 the program starts at 6 30 and go to lifelinechild.org backslash share the story and use the code Defend. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at LifelineChild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.